Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. OB, if being drafted wasn't special enough. Yep, that's right. Point to that hat one more time. You are coming home. Why is it so important to you to be putting on that jersey? I'm from New York. That's why it's important. Me repping my city is it's amazing. A lot of people pray to be in this position. I'm not going to take it for granted. I promise you that. What up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, also known as Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you, Craig. And Jay, I have to wish you um, my condolences for uh, the death in your family, which is very sad. I don't know how you're here tonight, but Jay is a a warrior and has made it for this big show. That's right. That's right, I have. I need a little positivity in my life and happiness. So why I would turn to talking (laughs) about the Knicks for that, I don't know. Well, we're, we're here for you, Jay. I'll tell you why. Because this is the one podcast... That makes a difference in your life. It's very true. Very true. It makes you feel better, happier, lighter, sexier. Mm. Barry, why is why is your shirt on? I thought we were going topless for topping tonight. Yeah, I had second thoughts about it. <laughs> well, thank God. Um, <laughs> Jay, this might make you feel good. Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. Yo, first time caller. I love you guys' this show. Motherfucking Jay, that's my new dude, man. You funny as shit, for real. How's that, Jay? I like that. I like that. It brings a uh, brings a little smile to my to my heart. Then we got this one. This is also a good one. Craig, Barry, Jay. This is DB, a longtime listener. I know a lot of people say that Barry is their favorite. I was listening to Hard Next Life before Barry was even on Hard Next Life when it was just Craig. I got to tell you the reason that you've got the best podcast, not just Nick's podcast, but podcast in general is the editing. And I know, I know what it is and I know the work that goes into it. That's why Craig is my favorite. I'm sorry to say. Guy's got fucking creepy clippings of you all over his bedroom. But did you, did you hear he said he's sorry to say, why would he be sorry to say that you're his favorite? <laughs> he he knows that that's not a popular opinion. <laughs> right. <Can> you... <laughs> Well, it was kind of sad that it's not because he likes me. He just likes that I do the show, basically. Jay, from here on, you got to keep score on this, all right? You're going to okay. keep the score on the favorite. So Jay's got one point, one for Craig, and Barry's at zero. How's that feel, <laughs> oh, Barry? Okay. Starting that now? Fine. This is starting now. Starting now. That's right. I better pick up my game, gain some new, uh, some new fans. All right, guys, if you like our show, if you listen to it, please leave us some ratings and reviews wherever you listen. If you've been listening for a long time and you still haven't hit that five stars button or left a review, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Just, just fucking do it already. I know you haven't done it. I know you haven't done it, so get on there and do it. It is right now, just after 10 p.m. It's 10.20. Free agency opened up four hours ago. 
A lot is happening as we speak. A lot of players have signed with teams. Not much has happened happened for the Knicks yet. We have signed Alec Burks to a one-year $6 million deal. We'll talk about all that later. We've got Blanderson Hooper here, as always. He's going to be breaking the news for us the entire show. We haven't had a chance to talk to you about the draft yet. We're talking that. We're going to start with that. But first, we got to tell you a little bit something about betonline.ag. Barry, did you do any any uh, bets for the draft? I was so close. I actually put a couple of bets like in my cart, so to speak, and I decided against it. And good thing I did because I was like so close to betting that Denny Avdia would go <laughs> number four. And he didn't oh. come close <laughs> to going that high as a pick. And then I was looking, I think I sent you this. I was looking at these prop bets they had for draft night. It was the funniest thing. You could have bet on because they knew all like these guys are going to be at home or wherever. So you can bet if there was going to be more or less than three dogs in the first round, or more or less than two cats in the first round, like in the background of the Zoom call. You can bet if you would see pizza in any of the Zoom calls. That was on BetOnline. That was on BetOnline. You can bet a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks as much as you want. You could bet if there would be any players that had more than ten people in a room. Which there were plenty, by the way. So there was a lot of fun bets on there. I did, I I was out. I did not place any bets, but I was going to do the Denny one. I was going to do the Cole, uh, Cole Anthony one, which I would have won. What was the Cole Anthony one? Did you say um, that? I think they had him at twenty one, and I was and I bet that he would he would go under twenty one, um, which I would have won. If you want to place bets like the ones Barry was just talking about, go to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Guys, that draft on Wednesday night. I don't know about you, but I was looking forward to that more than any NBA draft I've seen ever, ever. I was waiting all day for it when it was coming up. I I parked myself right in front of the TV like 10 minutes before it started. I stood for, I think, half of the first round. I stood. Really? Prancing around my (laughs) living room, dancing, nervous. Wow. Prant, like just doing weird shit. I was so, I had so much adrenaline flowing through me. I don't know why. I think I was just excited to have, like I'm excited about the Leon Rose World Wide West, the new front office. Was there a guy though that you were really like, really hoping for that the Knicks would pick? And, and I'm curious, like, you know, leading up to their pick when there were still guys in the on the board and then ultimately when you knew who was picked through seven. So that's why I was excited because earlier that day, obviously, you know, we always had the eight pick. And we had the 27, right? And then we moved up to 23 from 27. And then there were rumors all day about, you know, how they were possibly getting the 23rd pick to package it with the eight to possibly move up to five or six. Right. And the name you you were hearing was Toppin, even at that time. The name you were hearing was moving up for Toppin, but you also were like, I really wanted LaMelo Ball, as you know. Right. And that was And I was also wondering like, okay, this is Leon Rose. Does anyone really know what he's planning? So maybe he's going to move up to, maybe LaMelo could fall to five. I don't know. Maybe they can strike a deal and move up to two somehow. Maybe at the last minute they're going to decide, all right, fuck it. Let's trade the eight, 23, (laughs) and Mitch to move up to two or, you know, one of those deals. So I really, I was excited because I was hoping for, I was honestly hoping for LaMelo. And just to see what Leon did. You know how these drafts work when it starts rolling. It just starts going so fast. And before you knew it, yeah, like before you knew it, Edwards was one. And you're getting the notifications from Shams and Woj like three minutes before it's even happening. Yeah, yeah. see, I don't like that. I that that 
That kind it, of ruins it, it, it. It does ruin it, but you have to. You know what? It's, it's honestly the only way to follow. It's not like you could ignore it because because the, the guys on ESPN. If you just watch the ESPN, you'd be lost, lost. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be lost. It was a mess. So then, like all of a sudden, Wiseman goes to the Warriors, right? And then before you know, Lamelo's gone to Charlotte, and there was no trade, nothing. Barry, were you you were hoping for Lamelo too, right? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, yes, but I knew that was a long shot. You know, it didn't really seem like anything was going to gain any type of traction for the Warriors to give up that number two pick. And it, and it seemed like the Knicks have been ultimately conservative in that they didn't want to give away too much. You know, if anything, they've, you know, been trying to acquire picks, you know, which we saw later on. So so I knew that was a long shot. Uh, So, yeah, I was just curious to see how the picks were going to shake up. I was surprised at the fourth pick. You know, Patrick Williams was a guy that his name started to emerge the last few weeks, but I really didn't expect him to go that high. Um, and then once that happened, you know, j- it just left all these other guys open on the table. Yeah. And were you as excited as I was during this draft or, or was it just no, like a typical I was, draft? I was very relaxed, Craig. I was laying in bed, my wife next to me, she was on her iPad and I was watching. You know, I was basically on Twitter. She was getting annoyed like you, Jay, that I would know who Adam Silver was going to announce before he did it. It was frustrating her. But uh, but yeah, no, I was pretty relaxed. I was getting annoyed with Shams and Woj. Not that you were getting that pick a few minutes before, but you started to go, they started to get like two or three picks ahead. Yeah, it was nuts. Of it what was, was going crazy. on. <laughs> but the reason I wasn't nervous was because I didn't, and, and I said this going into draft day, I couldn't, I really didn't think there was any miss that the Knicks could make. I feel like those guys, you know, really like there were about 10 draft picks in that right. range that I felt you could make a case for and really not mess up. So I wasn't going to come out of this particular draft upset or mad or disappointed. And I didn't. Right. So Williams went four, right? Okoro went five, which I think I'm sure like like me, I was, we were, I was surprised. I never, we never really heard five. We thought maybe he'd go to the Knicks in that range. Right. Okongwu, then Hayes went seven right before our pick. And honestly, at that point, part of me was impressed and excited that Toppin fell to us. I don't think he, anyone expected him to fall all the way to eight. During the day when there were reports that the Knicks might package the 23rd and eight to move up for Toppin, fans were upset about that, right? Because right. why would you give up assets, give up the 23rd or even more? than that to move up for Toppin. But when he pretty much fell to eight, you knew that the Knicks were going to take him. Right. Having that knowledge, you know, <laughs> right. ahead of time, you pretty, yeah, you pretty much knew that that's the direction they were going to go. And then you got to start like changing your mindset a little bit because he was someone that I don't think we took that seriously as a possibility for us at eight ever really. Yeah. It seemed like he was going to go higher. You know, um, a lot of, uh, there was a lot of mocks out there that had him up higher. There was a lot of mocks and experts that were saying, you know, this is a guy that could potentially win rookie of the year. He's a playmaker. He's a difference maker. Um, a team may may jump on him, you know, in the top five. And that's really where they saw him. So, I mean, I, I'm happy with the pick. You, you got a chance to 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 hear him, you know, through the, through the tears and through the cries. But, I mean, he was doing a ton of interviews that night. And then you really learned about the kid, you know, a New York bred kid, um, you know, grew up a Knicks fan, wants to be a Nick. And and I mean, just from listening to him talk, you hear what a high character guy that he is. And I mean, it's so much easier to get behind a kid like that 
um, to root for somebody like that. And, you know, I mean, he put up tons of numbers. I know, you know, we, we don't, we know the big knock on him and his deep is his defense and how awful it was. And I know when we, when we looked at his highlights, that was the big thing that we said, it's like, whoa, you know, it's, it's really bad, you know, as good yeah, as his, offense I, himself, his defense is really bad. But I remember when I, when we talked about his highlights, I, when I watched his offensive highlights, I fell in love. I fell in love with him. I was oh, madly yeah. in love. And then you saw his defense. You're like, oh, <laughs> right. you know, right. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But, you know, the the fact that he, he doesn't shy away from that weakness and he talks about it and he's eager to improve upon it. Um, and just even the type of play, as flashy as he was in college, he shared the ball. You know, he he looked to make his teammates better. You know, I'm, I'm happy about the pick. Um, and, you know, obviously you hope it doesn't come to bite you in the ass with one of these other guys stepping up but i mean that's the risk you take in any draft jay how did you feel about how were you during the draft how'd you feel about that pick i know that who did you really want when we were going through all the players i don't think i really want i i thought they were going to take uh devin vassell yeah uh, ultimately i mean i didn't really necessarily have somebody that i wanted so so badly listen his his defense is an issue i know they kept talking about his age i mean how many times did they did you see how he's older than than knox and rj and frank and mitch right i mean everybody all the articles they kept talking about that but uh you know i mean i guess it's a little bit of an issue but he's 22 it's not like he's like a 28 year old it's like come (laughs) on first of all the knicks fans it was split right there were a lot of fans who were happy i was happy I was happy that he fell to us. He is probably the safest draft pick we've made in many years. Right. And and what is wrong about a safe draft pick? Right? Like he's not a he's not a project. He can step no, in here step and right do in what and he was doing in college right here. You know, I understand, you know, you want to swing for the fences. Hope you grab that guy with a high ceiling. Drafts don't come around all the time. You get you get one draft a year. You're lucky to be in the lottery. Thank you, Leon, for going with a safe pick. And again, if he doesn't turn out to be like this defensive anchor, which we're not looking for him to be an anchor. We want him to be um, competent, right? Which, again, it's yet to be seen. But, I mean, this is a guy with the numbers that most likely he's going to put up. And let's say he does win that rookie of the year and it does nothing for the Knicks. You still have an asset at that point that you could turn around at the end of his rookie deal or before the end of his rookie deal in a trade. You know, so a safe pick, I think, is a win, a huge win for the Knicks. And honestly, we we gotta we gotta forget about twenty two. What's wrong with being twenty two? Nothing. There's, I mean, we're not talking about an old man. And I think, Craig, I think you're the one. I think you tweeted that out that you know, in a shortened season like this, where there's going to be the quick turnaround, a guy who's a little bit more seasoned might be more prepared to jump right in and take care of business right away, rather than somebody. You know, think about James Wiseman with his three college basketball games and and that's it you know Obi Toppin obviously has a lot under his belt and it would probably be a lot easier for him to jump in and with that quick turnaround than it might be for some of these other guys yeah there's no summer league he is already super confident aggressive he's nasty on the court it's going to be he's going to be able to step right in i think and yeah, like you said, Jay, 22 years old, Frank is 22. All right, so what difference does it make? He's he's 10 times better than Frank is right now, and Frank's been in the league for three years. All right, so it doesn't make any difference, really. You could take a project 
who, if you're lucky, will be at Obi Toppin's ability level when he's 22, or you can take Obi Toppin at, at 22 years old, who's already at that level. What difference does the age make? Right. And the other thing I like to, you know, um, age aside or, or what have you, is the fact that he's a sophomore, the fact that quickly is a sophomore, um, and they didn't go after these freshmen because, I mean, you're coming off of a shortened season in college, no NCAA tourney, right? You were able to see at that point how these guys progressed from their freshman year to their sophomore year, how they developed, you know, how they're projecting. Um, in most cases, they're going to be more mature. So I'd like the common thread among those picks from that aspect. And then, you know, to go on to the to, to Miles Powell, who they signed, you know, who went undrafted, um, the fact that he's a senior, you know, so they're, they're not getting like these, um, you know, these green guys that are, you know, had these shortened freshman careers where they're just guessing where they're going to go. So, you know, they, they, they took as best an educated guess as you can have with as much information they were granted. And I, I think they, I think they came out of this draft. Good. I give them high grades for this draft. Yeah. And I, part of me is disappointed. I'm, I'm 90% happy, but I'm 10% disappointed about because I've been waiting for that point guard for so long, just like any Knicks fan. So I understand that some fans might've been like, Oh, uh, do we really need a power forward on this team? Honestly, I don't know who everyone who's disappointed in Toppin wanted to get at that point. Killian was gone. Lamelo was gone. Tyrese Halliburton was left. And was it really this sure thing point guard that was going to turn your franchise around? You talk about the Knicks like the one hole. I, look, I, I understand we need a point guard and we have for years. But you talk about it like that's the one hole that the Knicks have that they need to fill. We still do. Five hours into free agency here. I mean, Barry, you love Tyrese. So did a, a little part of you. I mean, you wanted Tyrese at eight the whole, the, this entire past couple months. When yeah. he was there, did you, you knew we were taking Toppin. Yeah. Was part of you sad we weren't going after Halliburton? I would rather have Halliburton over Toppin. Um, I just feel like he would do more for us. But, but no, but I'm not upset about Toppin. I'm not going back. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking ahead. I, I'm taking Obi. Look, we welcome you with open arms. You're a Nick. Okay, I'm not gonna go back on it. At that point, though, yeah, I, I, I've said it on this on this show. I, I thought Halliburton would, is gonna is going to give more to his team. You know, here's what I think happens with Knicks fans, and maybe just fans in general. Even us, we spent two months watching highlights of all the players, and every week we would say who our favorite was. You know, we just sort of like fell in love with certain players based off of a bunch of highlights we watched. And then when they pick someone that wasn't really on your radar or wasn't part of the group of guys that you became enamored with, you know, I think a lot of Knicks fans have trouble letting go of that when the reality is none of you know what you're talking about. I'm not going to sit here and claim that we do. I fell in love with guys like LaMelo, Halliburton, Okoro, Vassell. But if Leon Rose and World Wide West think that Obi Toppin is the best talent at eight, you have to put a little faith in those guys over your own, what you came to like over the past two months. I, I did love Halliburton, but I I have to think that Obi Toppin is better right now and is a much safer pick. And I'd rather I'd rather have Toppin than Halliburton. Yeah, and then look, Halliburton sat on the couch for pick nine and pick 10 and pick 11, right? What, what did he end up going? Yeah, I mean, Avdija, Jalen Smith, Vassell, 
all went before Halliburton after Toppin. Can I just throw in one thing really quick that hasn't been said? Well, you sure, you sure you don't want to say something that has been said? Yeah, I'm positive. I don't want to repeat something that's already been said. And I threw out this threw this out there multiple times that night, and I got I got no response, and I'm not really sure why I got no response. Jay, let me ask you a question. But about Twitter lately, it seems like it's been getting you down. Twitter? Yeah. Are you you're saying right now that you you tweeted things out and didn't get a response, or you said it to us? No, no, you, you. Oh, you said it to us. Okay. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, I think twice. <laughs> Jay, Jay, lately hasn't Barry hasn't Jay been like nobody even hears me. I've got like no well, followers. Well, because I've got no followers. That's all <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, you know. What's the point of me tweeting anything? Yeah. It feels um, like you're about to cut your Twitter life short. <laughs> no, I, I texted the two of you about the the young lady sitting next I started, to Terry. I started. Oh yeah, I started like I started. I've started retweeting stuff that Jay does just because I feel bad. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, but, but yes, the the young lady that was seated next to Tyrese Halliburton on the on the couch is that his yeah. girlfriend? Is that his sister? That's his girlfriend. his girlfriend. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, I mean, I've seen photos of her before that moment. Oh. Oh. I'm just curious. No reason. Just... That's what you want to bring up? Yeah. I mean, that would have been nice to have her on the sidelines, like <laughs> okay. like when Jeff Hornacek's daughter was, you know, out there rooting for the oh, team. Oh yeah, that made a big difference. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, and I would say a tiny sliver of me before we picked Toppin was, I swear I was, when I was dancing around in my living room <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I don't know. Should we go? Should we do of Dia? I don't, should we do of Dia? I mean, it, people think he's going to be like the next Luca, you know, <laughs> even though I know nothing about Danny of Dia or however you say his name. Yes, you We've do. seen you the highlights. A yeah, A little bit. We've seen the highlights, but he could easily be a bust. Oh, Absolutely. Know? If we had if we had drafted yes. a Dia, could you imagine the backlash from that? And he would. I guarantee you, probably never pans out. Most of those guys never pan. And he'll out. be like the next Dar- Darko Milicic. I mean, if he's the next Luca, we'll be kicking ourselves. But I I still believe we got a very safe pick in Obi. He's going to come in. He's going to be unless we make some trade for Russell Westbrook. I think he might be our best offensive player in his rookie year, and he's got all the tools to do that. He. He's aggressive. He's fearless getting to the rim. He's got a great post game. He does shoot from the outside and he can hit threes. He's a great team player. He's not selfish at all. Um, he passes. He he's, has high IQ. His defense sucks, but <laughs> he's going to learn from one of the best defensive coaches, right? Yes. And if he's playing alongside Mitch, there's obviously going to be Mitch there to help support him in yes. some way. And he right. Those two to guys here. together... It's going to be interesting. It's different. I don't know if they complement each other that well. And whoever is playing point, to have those two guys who can set picks and roll and you can just throw it up there. I mean, to have two guys like that in the lineup, I think is going to be interesting. It opens up a lot of possibilities. Craig, if you were to bet right now, if the starting point guard for game one of this season, which is just over a month away, is on the Knicks roster right now or not Jay has any breaking news come through yet no I've got um, you're gonna ignore my question no I've got Woj open on one device and uh, Shams on another and I got nothing I just wanna make sure we haven't signed some like DJ Augustine oh right 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 no nothing (laughs) nothing big not trying to avoid your question okay so right now at what is it 10.42pm I do not think I don't think the starting point guard is on our roster Really? Okay, so that's what I, that's that was my question. I really don't. Just, okay, huh. 
I really don't see them starting Frank. I mean, I think that if if it is, it would be Frank over DSJ. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think that player's on our roster right now. Okay. What do you think? I tend to agree with you. I, I think they're going to um, trade for someone. I, are they going to try and swing a deal for Conley? Are they going to somehow give in and trade for Westbrook at some point? There's enough. Could they sign Rondo? I, there's enough point guards out there where I just don't believe that Thibodeau's going in to the season with Frank or DSJ as the starting point I guard. agree. I think they're looking at Frank. I think they like Frank. And I think they're I looking too. at him to come off the bench, but I think they're looking at him in either role, you know, point or or um, or shooting guard. At the two or three, I think, for Frank. Oh, or even at the three. Yeah. Um, and I think they got DSJ, who they're comfortable with coming off the bench. I think you're right. I think the, 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 the biggest either free agent or trade that they're going to make to come in, I think you're right, is going gonna, is gonna to be the point this year. And I'm not saying it's going to be a big name that's going to shatter anybody. But it's probably going to be a level above Nilakina and DSJ. All right, but let's move on, right? So we drafted Toppin, and then we had the 23rd pick to look forward to, which kept me off of my seat for a while, too, because I was excited about that one. Right, because there was still a lot of familiar names on the board that had not yeah, been drafted. A lot. And we, and, we, and we still wanted, I mean, I still wanted a point guard. And there were still names that I was excited about that kept not getting picked, you know? Who was up there that we liked for point guards? R.J. Hampton was a possibility at that spot. Tyrell Terry. Was, was Malachi um, Flynn Malachi still there? Flynn. Absolutely. And then there were shooters like Desmond Bain. You know, so you were getting excited. You're like, holy shit, at 23, we're going to get one of these guys that we really do like as a potential <laughs> point guard. Right? I was I was so excited. There was, oh, that Nico Mannion, who didn't go till way late. Yeah, not till close to 50 but there the was a lot of possibilities there at 23. And then the pick came. Then the pick came. And this is amongst just chaos, right? The whole draft <laughs> is chaos. You got the, the you get, you're getting tweets from Woj and Shams announcing picks, two, three picks ahead. Woj isn't allowed to say that someone is selecting someone, so he's got to be really weird about it. Right. You get these like little like highlighted things in the corner of the screen that say it's a proposed trade to this team. Right. The well, pick belongs to this team. And the, but the ESPN guys don't know what's going on. So they're announcing picks and not saying there was a trade. Yeah. Shams already Nothing. told us who the team picked and they're guessing who it's going to be and they're like <laughs> way off. And then they and then David Silver walks up to the podium with the 23rd pick, the New York Knicks select. And we're like, "All right, which point guard are we going to get? Which shooter? <laughs> we know who they're taking." I was like, "There's no I mean, I was like they got to be taking." I was like, "It's got to be RJ I, want, I was like, I want R.J. Hampton or Tyrell Terry. I wanted one of those two. Leandro, Leandro Bolmaro. Right. And I was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> All of Nick's Twitter went crazy. Right. I remember watching watching that guy. <laughs> I was like, oh. And then they went to him and I was like, oh, he does look tall. I started like trying to sell myself into the pick, you know? Right. I remember we were talking about how he moved like Luca. When we watched him play. <laughs> I honestly didn't even remember his highlights. I, I was just in shock. I was like, did they really just pick him over a point? We need a fucking point guard. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Shams or Woj, it doesn't matter. They're interchangeable pretty much. I think it was Shams 
announces that that pick was for someone else and the Knicks traded down to 25 and got the 33rd pick. And I think we all breathed a collective sigh of relief. Right, Jay? Were you excited about bone marrow? No, no, I was not. <laughs> okay. No. Just, just check it. It did just the whole, that whole move, moving 38 and 27 to move up to 23 and then using 23 to move back to 25 and 33. It was but fucking amazing though. I mean, listen, you got to move up two Dude, spots in the first round and five spots in the second. For nothing. But it, it just, it was With really weird. With guys still on the board, though. I know. It was it was weird, though. We were saying that day, why would they trade those two for, for, for 23, right? Early in the day. And we're like, well, it's probably to package it. Maybe they really love somebody. And like, why not wait till that night? But the fact that so many guys were still on the board, they would have never been able to make that trade that night the way it was shaping out with so many um i'm not gonna call them studs because they're not studs, but with so many guys that were still mocked higher still left in play that wouldn't have happened so the fact that they were able to turn those two picks into higher picks for nothing was pretty impressive yeah and it was i was honestly it was a nice change of pace for me because i'm so used to the knicks front office just not being active and not looking like they're thinking in that way and so, yeah, for them to have the 23rd pick and realize like, hey, the guy we want, you know, we can get it two picks later. Let's get an extra pick at 33. So they did that. They And it made sense at the time. You're like, oh, that's great. We just have to get, you know, Balmaro went at 23. We still have RJ Hampton at that point. He actually went 24th. But at that point, we had RJ Hampton. We had Tyrell Terry. We had Desmond Bain. All these guys that we all really like still there. And we just had to get by one pick. So we knew one of those guys was going to be there at 25. So to get 25 and 33 just by moving back, really one pick because you knew who was being taken at 23 is a great deal. And then we got to 25 and we're like, all right, we just lost RJ Hampton. I was like, fuck, maybe we should have taken him at 23. Whatever. Tyrell Terry's still there. Bain is still there. Malachi Flynn is still there. Nico Mannion is still there. We could still get a point guard or a shooter. And then the pick comes in and we take a player that we did not talk about once no, not, not on this fucking show because he was projected to go originally about 10 round? picks into the second round. And they pick Emmanuel quickly out of Kentucky. And again, I was like, the, what? Tyrell Terry? I, I really wanted Tyrell Terry. <laughs> but then you start looking at, you start checking him out because we didn't really check him out much. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know much about him. SEC player of the year. Start watching his highlights. His shot is exactly what they need. Yeah. Right? 43% shooter. He plays with so much energy and confidence out there and is supposedly a great team guy and is great for the locker room. Honestly, watching highlights of him after that, I was super excited. I would have loved some of these other point guards, but I think he's going to be a great fit. Yeah. And a guy that tracked really well from his freshman year to his sophomore year. And what's to say, wise to say, he's not going to track the next few years and get better and better. Supposedly a hard worker, you yep. know, great work ethic. And obviously very connected to Kenny Payne. So Kenny Payne right. obviously knows him well. I'm sure that had something to do with it. I don't know if, you know, Tyrese Maxey went 21. So I was actually curious if they were hoping that Maxey would be there at 23 to take Close. him. And then when he wasn't, they took their next guy up that they really liked quickly at 25. Uh, but of course you got, you know, Knicks fans... There's so many Knicks fans that are so negative. It really drives me a little crazy. But of course, you have Knicks fans who are like, oh my God, they could have gotten him at 33. Why would they waste pick 25 on him? Which 
I find absolutely ridiculous. Especially in the way the draft was going when you had so many surprises from multiple teams. You don't know who was going to be there later. I don't know who the fuck is getting picked whenever. It doesn't matter what the Tankathon mock draft said that he was going to go 40 means. If one team other than you likes him at the end of that first round, you might not get him. So if you really like him, you just have to get, you just have to take him. By the way, can I throw a little vocabulary your way? What's a strange question, (laughs) but yes. Emmanuel, quickly, do you know what a euonym is? A euonym? Yeah. That's not that thing where it's spelled the same forward and backward. No, that's a palindrome. Right. No, a euonym is when your name uh, actually describes the person or the object really, really well. Like Blandy. Pretty much, yeah. Or like (laughs) Usain Bolt's. Last name being Bolt and him being the fastest man in the world. So Emmanuel right. Quickly, who's That's got super speed. It's a unim. Yeah. And is he known to have super speed? Is that is that true? He's he's known to have, uh, yeah, good speed. He's a traditional point guard. 6'3", 188, you know? That's, I, I, thing- I am curious about that because I have heard that he can play the point, but he was playing really shooting guard. He's a little tiny to be sh- a shooting guard. He, he'd need to put on some weight. I think at Kentucky, Tyrese, him, just there were a few people that could handle the ball and run the point. So right. there wasn't really a true point. I don't think he right. spent they much of his time playing point. I mean, I like the pick, right? He was not on our radar, but after watching him, I think he's going to be great, a great fit. And then we still had one more pick at 33. And you were like, okay, let's go after one of these point guards again. Still some guys left out there. Then at 33, we picked this Daniel Oturu guy, another guy that I don't know. And then I started watching his highlights. And before you know it, again, we dealt him for <laughs> for two future second round picks in, in the year 2023, right? Which my head was spinning at that point, guys. I think even when we picked quickly, the ESPN announcers were saying it was for another team, right? Weren't they? And I wasn't even confident that we that he was ours. Oh, it was very confusing. It was I was so confused. But we got Oturu and then immediately we traded him. Um, we have 11 picks in the next three years now. That's nice. And I think we have, I'm not sure, but I think we have six picks in 2023. Look at us. Look at the Knicks. Two first round picks and four second round picks. And that is the year supposedly of this double draft. Have you guys heard that term? Yes. The double draft, which is just, it's basically going to be double the high end talent because all the high school kids are going to be allowed to come into the NBA that year. I don't think we're planning on drafting half a team in one draft. So I assume that they were just collecting assets to be part of other deals. Yeah, that's what you want to do. That way we can still trade three, four, five picks and still have a shit ton of picks in our pocket, which is what good teams do, right? We're, Absolutely. Leon and Wes are, are squeezing out picks everywhere they can. Look, there's a game. that's how you gather them. There's a game that's played on the court and there's a game that's played in your front office. And, you know, until until that, that that jump ball goes off, Leon Rose and 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 Worldwide West and Walt Perrin and Brock Waller, they're doing the best they can to run with the ball in that front office and, and do exactly what you're saying. Draft the best talent they see, acquire as many picks that they can, don't make dumb deals that lock you in long term, that pigeonhole you, and keep your eye on the prize and on the future. All right, breaking news, guys. Uh, Woj is uh, reporting that Marcus Morris is re-signing with the Clippers for four years and $64 million. Craig, do you give a shit? Not really. Uh, I'm just happy that he didn't sign that contract with us. 
So, do you remember when he left and everyone was like, "Oh, we could re-sign him, let him go, and you know, we get picks, and and then we'll just re-sign him next year." <laughs> yeah, let's, he was great let's for us. I'm actually very surprised because he was not that great for LA. No, but remember, they're also no. If, I mean, if, well, look, Craig. If when Montrez you come from the Knicks, leaving for the Lakers, there's no. I'm sorry, Jay. When you come from the Knicks and there's no talent surrounding you. And you can step up your game, but then you get launched into the Clippers who have Kawhi and Paul George and Lou Will and all these guys. Yeah, your game's going to suffer a little bit. And then when you try to outshine those guys, you look like a fucking tool because you're the fifth guy in the, you know, you're, you're, the, you're the fourth guy or the fifth guy. You're not right, the one or two. How is he getting all that money? Montrez Harrell's going to the Lakers. Right, so, they know, desperately needed him. Yeah, they did, so they, they, they did you know, need to fill that for sure they, after they Montrez. They need to do something about that. We are being... Very conservative right now. But guys, Clarkson Avenue crumb cakes. Mm. Let's talk about those. They are delicious. Let's do that. They are changing the crumb <laughs> cake game. There's some big flavors that have made a comeback. Kitty's carrot crumb cake, campfire crumb cake, caramel apple crumb. They are back for the rest of the year. Jay, I've seen some photos that you've taken of some delicious crumb cakes that you've ordered. I tweeted those out like one after another after another. I like I that like that people were calling you out on Twitter like I thought you were full of shit just for the ad, <laughs> but now I really believe you. But that, it's, that, it's real. That pumpkin, that great pumpkin, got here last Friday night, and by Sunday morning it was gone. It was absolutely, it was just completely gone. It was everything then, you dreamed it would be. Oh my god! It was and then some. It was spectacular from the crumbs to the, just how delicious the cake itself was. To the chocolate chips. What did you eat that with? Like a milk, a milk or a coffee? A uh, coffee. I had mm. that with my coffee. And then tonight, or over at my parents, I was uh, going to town on the uh, on the apple crumb with uh, my son and my dad. Uh, did, you, did your dad like him? I know he's a big yes, crumb cake fan. He's a big crumb cake guy. We ate about half of that tonight. Did he? Did, has he ever had anything like that? Like a a crumb cake that was anything but a regular crumb cake? Um, I don't believe so. No, usually it's just a traditional. Crumb. So was he like thrown back by it? Like he, he really enjoyed he it wowed? because he's a big apple guy too, like an apple pie, oh, apple wow. turnover kind of person. So now That's I'm nice. just waiting. We, we froze the, um, we got the chocolate raspberry. Eventually we'll have to crack that open and then I'll, I'll be back to tell everybody about that one at some point. Craig, tell them where they could go and how they can save 23%. <laughs> it's like, let's fucking let's end get out of this. Hey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, you can go to ClarksonAveCrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE. For 23% off your order. Yeah, you can. That's what I did. All right. So right now we're five hours into free agency. Nick's one of the teams with the most cap space in the NBA. Yes. Second highest. And Jay, some roster moves were made yesterday. Give us a rundown before we get into free agency. Number of players were waived. Taj Gibson was waived. Um, that's 10 million bucks off the, the, the books there. Alfred Payton was waived. Kenny Wooten was waived which is sad that's sad waived as well Dotson was not given a qualifying order uh, offer so he's now an uh, unrestricted free agent and then the player I mean the team options for both Bobby Portis and Theo Pinson were declined now truthfully any one of those guys can come back but clearly if the Knicks are to bring them back it would be at a a much reduced price right none of them have been signed yet five hours in so it is possible and then we also signed undrafted rookie out of Seton Hall Big East player of the year Big East player of the year Miles Powell who I know Barry you really like him well (laughs) it's not that I really like him he's another undrafted guy that before the show you were really excited about him 
He's got a, he's got a great shot. He's athletic kid, right? What position is he at two? I mean, he's only six foot two, I think, or six foot three, if I remember right. He's pretty big, right? He's a, Stocky. He's kid. a guard, but he's, he's big. Yeah, they actually said that. I think when he first got to Seton Hall, he was a little out of shape, but he worked his ass off. So another hard worker, uh, you know, lifted up his game. He's another guy. He's a competent three point shooter. You know, hovers right around thirty eight percent. So hey, mate, you, you might have something there too. You know, you know, you never know. We don't know what he's going to be, but he, you got a Big East Player of the Year, SEC Player of the Year, and you got the National College Player. Yeah, of the year. I mean, how cool is it to say that that that's what you came out of twenty twenty with? You know, going into your twenty twenty one season through the draft and through your, your you know your signing. That's pretty cool. And so free agency's been going for five hours. There's a lot of talk all day. I was getting excited about a lot of different things over the past couple of days. Excited about the possibilities of hearing about Gordon Hayward. Did that excite you? Listen, I'll be honest, for for several hours, I was excited about the possibility of Westbrook and Hayward joining RJ Toppin and Mitch. To me, that would be a very exciting lineup. And Gordon Hayward, yeah. Does he excite me? I think it would excite me. I mean, he's a... He's a solid player. He's a really good player. If if I was getting Utah Hayward, I would be excited. You know, it's hard to get excited over the Hayward that we saw over the course of the last year. Well, he had a good season last year. He had a good last year. 17, 18 points a game last year. I mean, he he seemed to be back to where he was before, you know, the the injury in that first game he played as a Celtic. But listen, we're five hours in. Rumor is he's going to somehow get to Indiana via sign and trade. Right. Has there been any news since we got on this recording not, about that? Not about that. Nothing Nothing new there. Just right. in, in terms of it seems like Boston's haggling over who they might want to get back in return. So I think we're trying to catch up on what's happened since we've been recording, but a lot of guys are off the board. Bertans is off the board. Right. Christian the big names Wood. we were talking about. Right. Yeah. Jeremy Grant, Joe Harris. Danilo Gallinari. Right. He was another one that people floated that idea. Goran Dragic who is a potential point guard option. Jordan Clarkson. Beyond those guys, honestly, a lot of names are off the board too, but I don't think they were ever on our radar. These contracts that are being thrown around tonight are massive. Which right? is weird because, you know, we talked about the fact that the, the league had lost so much money and how there were a lot of teams that were going to sit stuff out because, you know, they just don't have the cash to throw around. And it, I mean, as of right now, it seems like they're throwing around it ton of cash yeah before the before the draft and even the past couple months Bertans was one of the guys i really wanted but after we drafted top in i honestly didn't see a spot for him on the team i mean possibly he could come off the bench as a four that can stretch the floor and obviously is a great three-point shooter but there wasn't as much of a need for him and and he got five years 80 million dollars a lot of money. I couldn't imagine committing five years to Bertans based off of a couple good seasons, right? Maybe one good season. Joe Harris got four years, seventy-five million from Brooklyn. Jeremy Grant three years at sixty yeah. with Detroit. Gallinari three years, sixty-one point five million or something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Montrez Harrell's going to the Lakers. The Lakers are getting somehow significantly better over these past. This past week, they got Dennis Schrader. Yeah. They got... Yeah, that's not supposed to happen. You're you're not supposed to come off a a, a, a title. (laughs) How are they doing this? Where are they getting all this? I don't know. The fact that you're, you know, you're reloading up after coming off that title and what, only losing what, Dwight Howard and, and Ray John Rondo? Westbrook is still on the Rockets. 
James Harden is still on the Rockets. Gordon Hayward has not been signed or signed and traded yet. Listen, there's, there, I mean, there's still people out there for yeah, the there Knicks. Yeah, there is. The Knicks, have, uh, the Knicks had $40 million in money to spend. And so far, just over five hours in, we have signed shooting guard Alec Burks to a one-year $6 million deal, which I think for a lot of Knicks fans, they laugh at that. Fans just want to make a big splash, but there's not a big splash to be made here. And they're basically going to, I'm assuming they're going to fill the team out with one-year deals with players that they think are solid players. Right, And And Alec Burks is one of those guys. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that they're laying down. Last year- the Knicks laid down. Even with the signings that they made, they laid down last year. The signings were smart. They left the Knicks with control over the roster and and the bulk of the contracts. The names were just big enough that we said, okay, they're doing something, you know, with Randall and with Morris, with Peyton, with Gibson, and they're not going to throw trash onto the court. But, you know, they knew it wasn't going to do anything to to make the playoffs. They hoped it was going to help advance and develop the youth, the young guys. But essentially... What they were doing was running in place. They it was it was a collection of random talent that they just Ex- they just spent money. Exactly. <laughs> right. They spent money to stay in the same place while hoping to lift up the youth. But I can tell you this, Tom Thibodeau is not gonna lay down. Leon Rose is way, not right gonna now, lay down. You guys can't see this, but Barry is wagging his finger. That's right. <laughs> the question is, are they gonna go heavy? into this season or are they going to keep their sights set on 2021 where the free agency pool is going to be filled with bigger and better talent the draft is going to have bigger and better talent so are they going to keep their sights set on that and just do you know a little bit to to, to move to move themselves forward a little bit and, and again going into this new season where you have this new playoff scenario where you know the ninth and tenth place team can actually play themselves into the playoffs, the Knicks could have their their, their eyes set on that. You know, I, I don't think they're going to tank. And again, the, the guys I mentioned between Rose and Thibodeau, they, they don't, I don't think they have a tanking mentality. And Thibodeau didn't come in here to tank, not even in year one. But they may play it safe. So don't look for a big splash. Don't look to grab a Westbrook this year if they have their sights set to next year. They may take baby steps this year, which is fine. You, you you know you can't be upset with that, and I think Nick fans will appreciate what they do if it is a step in the right direction. Yeah. So last year it felt like you were saying they, that that the front office spent money to spend money. They had the money, they had these decent, solid free agents that were interested in coming for short contracts, and they took them up on them. As everyone jokes around the entire world, we we got a lot of players at the same position, right? Portis, Taj, Randall. Spent uh, Morris spent a lot of money on these guys. They're they're all quality players, right? They don't they didn't necessarily fit together. They they weren't really a part of the future. Were they even there to teach the young guys? I don't know. I'm getting the feeling, and I could be wrong, but I would not be surprised if this year I don't think we're going to spend money just for the sake of spending money. I don't think they're going to mind coming out of tonight with just signing Alec Burks, or the next few days of not signing anyone else. They could still try to maintain some of their cap space in order to look other directions. Maybe there's no one in free agency they really they really want. They can still use that money in trades over the next couple of weeks. They can still try and get a player from another team who's making a lot of money and they can absorb that money. They don't need to spend this money tonight or tomorrow. And I don't I don't know if they will. I wouldn't be shocked if they re-sign Taj. 
I wouldn't right. either. Obviously, as he's a Thibodeau guy, I think he's the one guy. He's the one guy out of that group they might resign. I don't think he, they would resign. Do- I don't know if they're going to resign Dotson. No, I don't think so. Especially not you know with, with quickly that they just drafted. Exactly. Gibson was making ten, just under ten point three. Yeah, and I think he deserves that. That's right about where he should be. Right, but if they're going to bring I him mean, back, yeah, it's going to be for less. They're not going to give him what they're, they're not going to give him the same. He, right, you're he, saying there'll be less. He was at ten three, and they yeah, and they waived him. So if they bring him back, it's going to be it's going to be a few million dollars less, or else they would have just kept him at that that price to begin with. You know, they might be they might just they might have just cut him loose because they don't know how much money they're going to need to absorb some contract they're trying to get or some trade they're trying to make. And you could say to Taj, you know, let's just let's see how the next few days go. We're trying, and then we'll sign. They might resign him at the same. They might have just wanted to maintain some flexibility here, you know. Right. And Van Vliet is still on the table. Although he's going to want Barely. a lot of money. Barely. I mean, he supposedly a lot of money. Supposedly he's meeting with multiple teams. Is that Saturday? Is that right? Is that what I heard? Or, or I think, now? Yeah, I think you're right. But it, it seems like from everything you hear that he's just going to go back to Toronto. I don't know that I want to sign Van Vliet to a, a long-term max type deal. Yeah, and that's exactly... I mean, he's come out publicly and said it. That's what he's looking for. He's looking to get yeah, paid. He he's wants, looking for long term. He long-term. wants big money, he yep. said. I don't know that he's the right fit, although we do desperately need somebody. No, I, I don't think he's the one to run the team. I, I read I read someone threw out there, like, could we trade Randall and Knox and something else for like a Mike Conley? So will we... I think we may look into options like that. Is Lonzo Ball available? Because New Orleans now has this glut of point guards. And they just added Kira Lewis Jr. in this draft. Can I go on record? Because I just want to go on record. I'm not uh, in support of the Lonzo deal. You're not in support of Alonzo. He would be a big upgrade from anything we have. I understand. And he still that. has a lot of potential. Before the before the pause and the return, he was having a great season. Yeah, no, he stepped it up. You know, he definitely stepped it up from where he was. Uh, I would take him. In a, I would take him confident. in a heartbeat. I would. Okay. I would trade. I would trade a Knox for him. Oh well, I would trade Knox for him. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but it's going to take more than that. <laughs> you think it would take? How much more do you think it would take for Lonzo Ball? I mean, they, look, they do. Have I mean, a lot I of know it would take more than Knox, but how much more than Knox? <sighs> Knox and a couple second round picks, or even more than that. I don't know. I, I bet. I wonder if they'd want a first round pick for him. I'm assuming they would. He's their starting point guard. Yeah. Well, get the fuck out of here. You can't get a Knicks first round pick for Lonzo Ball. <laughs> you, get, you want a lottery pick for Lonzo Ball? Maybe if the Knicks can, maybe a Dallas pick, you give them. Guys, what do you think actually happens? Let's talk about, we don't know what the roster is going to be exactly. We don't know if we're going to try and move Julius Randle. But what does the Obi Toppin draft do to Julius? Because we're all like, I'm automatically penciling Toppin as, as this, at the starting four. But Julius, he's not coming off the bench for this team. No, if he's still on this team, there's no way. There's no so way. what's Toppin coming off the bench? You can't play. Can you be starting Mitch, Randall, and Toppin? And no. RJ at a point? Is that a lineup that can go out there? Uh, look, if you had to, you could definitely start RJ at the two. What, you're going to start Toppin at the three? I guess it's possible. It's possible he can play the three, yes. But because yeah, he, I mean, it's like it's like Randall's like the square peg in in our round holes here. I mean, Randall, Toppin, and Mitch. I think it would be a mess. Everything's pointing to Randall being trade bait. But what if know, he's not traded? Weeks. 
You cannot not start Toppin and Mitch and RJ. Yeah, Toppin's got to start. He's too developed to be coming off the bench in his rookie year. He's He could potentially be rookie of the year next year. I would not be shocked. I just think development-wise, he's that far ahead of most of the other guys in the draft. That's a, it's a big lineup. It's a tall lineup. If you're, no, if, you you're can't, you can't out, that. if you're trotting out RJ, Toppin, Randall, and Mitch, that's a tall lineup. No, you can't. You can't. I don't. I honestly don't think that can be. It's not possible. But it, it it is. It is a concern. I don't know what you do between Randall and Toppin. I don't like it. <laughs> no. And I don't, I don't like, like Randall the off the bench. I just feel like that's not going to be. He's going to be pissed. He's not going to be happy. It's just not going to work. I don't know if they're going to buy him out. If they can't trade him, he's only got this year left. Yeah, no, there's definitely more of a chance. There's more of a chance Obi's going to come off the bench than Julius if it comes down to the, you know, one of the two of them. But then right. it also comes down to who's your, yeah, who are you starting at the two and the three? RJ's going to start, but then who's that last man? You're going to start Reggie Bullock? I mean, RJ's going to start the three, Toppin at the four, Mitch at the five. and Yeah, that's yeah. why there, there's still a lot of deals to be made because there's no way that Thibodeau is going to look at this roster and say that, that he's comfortable with where it's at. There's going to be free agency moves and there's going to be trades. No, you need a shooter to be starting at the two. I don't know if that's what Alec Burks will be doing. No, um, he's never been a quickly. Starter. I would be, just be surprised that he would be our starting two to start the season. No. So yeah, is our one or two even on this team? I guess you could start Frank at one of those positions. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but yeah, no, this team isn't done. Look, they they made plenty of moves just, you know, going into the draft and on draft night. Free agency's been open for five hours now. There's going to be moves. All right, guys, you want to hear some uh, post-draft voicemails, see how, what everyone thought? Sure. Guys, check these out. Hey, guys, this is John from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Hope you guys are all doing well. This is uh, Blandy's number one fan. Yeah, that's the guy, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm really excited about the draft. I think Toppin instantaneously is the best player on our offense, or offensively is our best player. And I'm really excited to see what the Knicks go forward. Um, I think with all the cap space they cleared with all the guys that they just cut, I'm really excited to see what they do. And I think this is going to be a really fun team to watch next year, even if we're terrible. But hope you guys are all doing well. All right, John, excited about Obi Toppin. Fun team the Knicks are putting together. What's up, Hard Knicks Life? This is Devin from Long Island. And first off, I want to say thank you guys for all the great content always. As a Knicks fan, you keep me, and I can speak for everyone else. I could say we, you keep us entertained through very trying times. And uh, with the draft and drafting Obi and having a solid three of young core being RJ, Obi Toppin, and Mitch, my question was, where do you guys see the fill-ins for a point guard and small forward positions. There's a lot of talk that Fred Van Fleet is the guy at point guard, but honestly, I'm not sold on how much we're, we might have to pay him because other teams might be paying him a lot more. Uh, but that's really the only option I see at point guard. There's not many point guard free agents available unless we trade for one. And uh, there's also talks of Gordon Hayward and Carmelo Anthony, both going to the Knicks. And out of those two, let me know what you guys would prefer. I think I'm more pushing towards a Gordon Hayward just because of he has a lot to prove, and I think he's a really good team player. Mello, he's been here. The last time he was here, things were not great. Now he's 
I don't know, four years older. Um, the only thing that's a plus for Carmelo is that he's taken a back seat, and that's something he's never done in his career. Anyway, that's really all I wanted to let out there. Thank you guys again, and have a great season. So, you know, as far as Fred Van Vliet, I, I don't really want him on the Knicks. Um, I'm I'm impressed with him. I have been the last two years watching him. Uh, it, when I watch Toronto play, constantly, I'm like, wow. And I'm, you know, amazed at things that he does on the court, whether it's, you know, hitting back-to-back-to-back three-pointers or cutting through the lane. He looks like a midget out there. And you, can I say that? Am I allowed no. to say that word? He looks like uh. a little person out there on the court <laughs> i'm leaving that shit in there don't that's not good i don't care he's like, we gotta knock you barry say, down we're a born bit. in in the we're, 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 we're born in the kids. 90s dude it's a hard nick's life we're, I'm sorry, Jay. so he cuts through the lane and he somehow you know weaves in and out and he get you know makes these magical layups i'm impressed by him i still don't want him on this team i don't know if the last two years were a fluke or what okay he's built himself a quite a resume going into his contract year it's a free agency, but I don't want him on the Knicks. And as for a small forward... Hold on, you going to let anyone else talk, Barry? I mean, Go ahead. Fred Van Vliet, go! <laughs> Barry's the only one that matters in this show. <laughs> no, I mean, I agree. I, I agree. I, I think gun to my head, Fred Van Vliet for max money, I just say no. But he's the kind of guy that if we ended up... If we, if we somehow signed him, I would not be devastated. I mean, we do need a point guard very badly. He's available. He's the best point guard on the market. I wouldn't be devastated, but my preference is to not sign a player like him to a max deal. I just feel like you could regret that. And in a couple of years, you're going to be wanting him off your roster. It's going to be eating up too much space. As far as the small forwards, Barry. You go first I, on this one. You know, I mean, I think I've said in this show, I, I, I like Gordon Hayward. Hayward versus Mello. I am also not a fan of retreading these players we've already had on the team. Some people wanted Danilo Gallinari before he signed with Atlanta tonight. I love Danilo. One of my favorite Knicks ever. I, I'm just not that interested in seeing guys who were on the team and it didn't work out that great. I have them coming back at the end of their careers. I'm not into it. I'm not into Mello unless we thought we were going to be you know, a top four or five seed in the East and he want to come along for the ride. I don't see the point of him joining this team right i'm kind of on board with you there um you know i i always pictured uh if carmelo came back it was because there was a star that came in front of him and then he came to be like another piece i don't see anybody following him to this team in other words if we were to sign carmelo you know as many friends as he has in the league i don't think anybody's going to tag along to him um and therefore i don't think it's it's best for this team, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Jay, you like either of them, or? Oh, I'd much rather have Gordon Hayward than Carmelo Anthony, without a doubt. That's all you need to say. Hey guys, it's Brody from Melbourne, Australia. I just want to say I can't believe Obi Toppin dropped to us at number eight. Oh my God, this Listen accent to the excitement. is incredible. Where are all the Obi haters? I don't get it. They're all over Twitter. Where are they? He's. I, it sounded like he was gonna fucking cry or come. To this. He's so happy. I was thinking we have to trade for the Cleveland pick to get him. And he dropped to us. Oh, I'm over the moon, man. Watching the draft, was jumping up and down. I was absolutely stoked. Um, this is the happiest Knicks fan I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> it's <the> bizarre. <laughs> I love it. Dude, Brody, why are you so happy? I mean, there's, 
even though you're you're happy that Obi dropped us, you should still be fucking miserable. But all right, let's let's go. <laughs> Leon Roseman, I'm so happy. Like he's we're finally in some good hands, and we're seeing good signs. All the trades he's doing. Um, Ed Davis is now stacking up some picks for the um the 2023 um draft. Even though they're the second rounders, but like that draft is actually stuck. That's that's like when you can draft like the high school players and stuff. And just we're finally in some good hands, guys, and I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling good about the Knicks for once. I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. Um, I'm hoping we get Restbrook in the next few days. That's, that's what I really want. Uh, Restbrook and Gordon Haywood. If we can get Haywood for like, not a massive <laughs> contract, that, that's, that's the ideal plan in my eyes. Um, just want to say, guys, I'm a huge fan. Love you guys' podcast. It's, uh, I listen to it almost every time I'm at work. Um, keep up the great work. Um, I was like, good shit on the um the news, Blandy. I'm loving it. <laughs> Bye, guys. All right, I don't think you're his favorite. But Does that count? I don't think no. that counts as a point. Oh, come on. <laughs> he was complimentary to oh, the whole Blakey. show. What a great, happy Knicks fan. Yeah. Well, of that course he's happy. Look, he's looking at the rest of the world that's, uh, you know, dealing with this fucking COVID nonsense as his country's got it locked down. You know, they know what the fuck they're doing over there. I get the feeling that happy. everyone in Australia is like this, by the way. Yeah. They're like surfing all day, right? And wrestling crocodiles. But seriously, where are all the OB haters, Craig? There's no no negative OB voicemails, huh? Nope, not one. Great. All right, you hear that music. It's everyone's favorite part of the show. It is the news with the newsman himself, the blandest of them all, Blanderson Hooper. All right, so Clay Thompson tore his Achilles and, <laughs> you know, what so looked like was that. going... Well, no, I'm, I'm not happy. Sounds but like what looked are. like was going to be a big bounce back year for the for the Warriors clearly is not going to be what uh, everybody was expecting it to be. Well, let's not pretend like they didn't just draft James Wiseman and already have Draymond Green, have Steph Curry, have a good team. I mean, yeah, listen, I mean, obviously, it's not they like they're can... going into the season empty-handed. No, it's not like last year without Steph and Clay. But losing Clay Thompson is a is a big deal. Clearly, although again, they just they did draft Wiseman, and uh, if you're following the reports, it looks like they're very close to adding Kelly Oubre uh, from uh, the from OKC. Did you see how so, much that's going to cost them? About fourteen and a half million, I think it said. That's how much they're paying him. But did right, you see how what? much it's going to cost them? Oh, what on the luxury because they're over the luxury tax? Yes, signing him to fourteen point four million will increase their taxes by. Increase their taxes, what they already are, by sixty-eight million. Which Holy means shit. to sign Kelly, you're paying eighty-two million dollars for Kelly Oubre for one season. Why would they do that? Uh, in terms of trades and free agency, I don't know if you guys saw the um, the deal with Sacramento and Milwaukee for Bogdan Bogdanovich, which fell through. And right? everybody was talking How about how did that happen? I don't know. It's they agreed I'm, to a sign and trade, right, and then. Bogdan, how do you say it? Bogdan, Bogdan. I, I think it's Bogdan. Bog, Bogdan, and then Bogdan. Boggy, um, basically said like nobody talks to me about this or something. Pretty Is much. That, how the and fuck now not only did happen? it fall through, but now the league's investigating, investigating because of of tampering and the idea that that Milwaukee was talking to him before they were technically allowed to start talking to him. Talking to who? To Bogdanovich. But Bogdanovich never agreed to go there, and the, and the teams agreed to the sign and trade. It's. Uh, it's it's 
confusing. I mean, I know that everybody was talking about, you know, Drew Holiday and then Bogdan and then putting that, you know, them with Giannis. And now, you know, Giannis is going to sign that max deal. And now everything kind of just gets thrown up in the air. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, he's a guy I'd love to have on the, on the Knicks, Bogdanovich. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people would. The Raptors. We've talked a couple of times about where the Raptors were going to play because they can't play in Toronto because of COVID protocols and, and quarantining. Uh, they announced that they will begin the season playing in Tampa Bay. Yeah, to think that that they were going to play in Newark. <laughs> why, would, why would they play in Newark when they could play in Tampa? And then the only other thing I've got is the uh, Barry mentioned this before. There's going to be the play-in round before the playoffs next year, where basically you could be the tenth tenth team in the league and you have the ability to make make it into the playoffs. Uh, finalizing the seventh and the eighth playoff spots, there'll be a play-in tournament uh, middle of May. That'll include uh, team seven through ten, and it'll give them the ability to, you know, team as low as ten, the ability to get into the one of those final two playoff spots. And uh, and that's that's the way the basketball bounces. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. You can reach out to us. It's a hard life at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardnick's Life. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. But you have to follow Jay at Blandy Hooper. He needs you more than ever. Spell it, Craig. Spell it for the listeners. We'll spell it out. It's the at sign and then a B-L-A-N-D-Y H-O-O-P-E-R. Is that right, Blandy? Yes, that is correct. And what I will say (laughs) is that there will be a lot more basketball content moving forward because of the change in the political um, atmosphere of this country. You're already making people not want to follow you. <laughs> yeah, like, what am I getting into here? I'm just <laughs> saying. Yeah, what have you been tweeting about? <laughs> Politics, but now things have gone to a different, you know, we're going a different direction. So You're I like, I'm going to be a better person. I, I'm going to be able to concentrate more on <laughs> basketball stuff. And, you know, those kinds of things. Well, great. Well, if that doesn't sell you, I don't know what will. (laughs) If you like our show, please go leave us some five-star ratings. Leave us some positive reviews wherever you listen. And you can call us, as always. That's right. You want to share your takes on the latest Knicks news? Share it with Hard Knicks Life at 516-33-MESH1. And you will be featured on our next episode. You will be, guaranteed. And I want to apologize if this comes out and you're listening to us and, you know, we're behind on any news, but we did this live during the first, now, six hours of free agency. So there's probably going to be some shit that comes out after we finish editing this show. That's just going to be, it is what it is. And everyone will just have to deal with it. You guys have any plans for Thanksgiving? Are you seeing any, seeing any family? Or We're not supposed to see family. I know. Right? I'm not, we're not doing it. I'm not doing anything. Is we're just, just staying just at home. Guys? We might do. We might just do a virtual thing with family, but yeah, we're not going to my parents or anything. My parents were going to come up from Florida, but they decided not to. My mother-in-law is coming up from Alabama. Oh boy, Barry's mother-in-law is a fucking is that piece of work too. Am I allowed <laughs> to say that? <laughs> what does that mean? She sends you the the dieting videos and and she's a kind of like politically videos crazy. and. <laughs> Yeah, conspiracy theory oh, videos. No. So what's she up to now? Um, well, her husband can't come with her because he works with military, and if you're a part of the military, you have to stay within 50 miles of your base, so he can't come. 
uh, right now. So she's coming. So she told my wife today that, um, you know, she doesn't want to get a COVID test before she comes because I guess Jordana had mentioned she was nervous and, you know, about people coming. Even though we're not having a lot of people, it's just my mother-in-law, maybe my brother-in-law from Boston, and my sister. So it's like it's like right at that ten people number. Yeah. So anyway, she said she doesn't want to get a COVID test because in case she gets a false positive, then she won't be able to come. <laughs> what? <laughs> what if she? What if that's the fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard? Yeah. So she'd me rather too. just take the chance of being positive and not knowing. Exactly. And, and I don't want her to get a test here because even if. She, she contracted something let's say on the way here like it wouldn't show up anyway she should just get it there but she you know is big on these conspiracy theories she thinks that like you know the the numbers that we're seeing aren't real Mm, you know she still she still believes all that stuff so she's walking around by the way but she's also then she's she's not being that safe right now she can't there's no way she is so I said yeah well if if she gets a false positive let her get a second test then somewhere you know what I mean? Yeah. If she yeah, exactly. That's what so you do. So Jadana called about convinced her to go ahead and get one. But uh, you better, I was like, good luck with that conversation. Is, is she gonna? Is she going to provide you with yeah, evidence that she actually is? You're gonna better see know. those test results. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Is it a law yet? Is it a law? Law yet? Like if you're coming out of a state like that, like don't you have to get one, even just to travel? I don't know. I don't know. I thought you have to, like, be in... You gotta quarantine yourself when you get here or something. Well, she will, but at our house. Yeah, with all of you. Yeah. All right, well, uh, have fun with that, Barry. (laughs) Yeah, I would... Barry, I'd ask for proof. (laughs) I do not trust your mother-in-law, and I've never even met her. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Until next time, it is a hard... Nick's... Life... Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.